Welcome back to another episode, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, man. Much better after uh, this past episode, that's for sure. It's getting better every week, and it started pretty bad. Hey, I just want to say, uh, last week I was talking about how Mariah wears too much makeup and her face is white, and it's whiter than the rest of her body. Um, She actually just went on Twitter, and I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but she addressed it. (laughs) She said she got so tan. And her makeup is all she had with her when she brought, so she couldn't like go buy more makeup to match her skin color. And so mm. she just kept getting tanner, but her makeup was for the skin color she was before she got there. If that makes sense. So yeah. uh that does make sense. And so Mariah, you're still a beautiful woman if you're listening. Um all right, so like you said, this this is this was a good episode. Fantastic episode. We had I loved everything. it. We had we had a betrayal, and I say that in the biggest quotes ever. Um, we had, you know, you brought up the editing and how the editing tells the audience basically who's going in because they're not really good at editing that part of the show. Um, I want to talk about the editing when we get to the elimination because... Mm-hmm. I do want to give them props for that, but we'll get there anyways. All right, so hey, it's episode five. Uh, everyone's having fun. The countdown's going off. Do you think there's a little, a little bit of an overreaction to that to that clock in the house? Why what's everyone freaking out? Yeah, I I think that was just a play for TV, right? I mean, it, you knew there was a countdown going on. TJ kept talking about it at every freaking daily challenge yep. and elimination, so it shouldn't be a surprise to you that. Oh, you know, now you can see it. You know what I mean? So I think that was definitely a play for TV for sure. It was, they reacted as if like CT just walked in the house and said, I'm part of the cast now. Like it was a weird overreaction. But anyways, let's get, let's go to uh, the first daily of the episode. All right. So we got our daily. Um, This was a weird one. I have like some fairness questions involved. In this one, what so? But you correct me if I'm wrong. They're basically you. You pick a partner, or you're assigned a partner, and you and your partner are tied to the end of one long pole. And that pole is going around in circles like a clock on a moving eighteen wheeler, which you have to grab rings and throw them onto a pole. These poles are on the ground, and you have to try to get them onto these poles. Um, what did you think of this? Yeah, so I mean, I like the challenge. I, it kind of gave me a vibe of some of the older challenges that that we're used to seeing, or some of the older daily challenges that we're kind of used to seeing from from previous challenges. So, but I think you're right. I think if you were taller, you definitely had a huge advantage in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you were shorter, like who was it that had trouble reaching the rings? Was it Colleen or Melissa? Yeah, Somebody Colleen. had. Yeah, so like, like she couldn't even grab the rings half the time. So I can definitely see some uh, fairness uh, aspects in in this specific challenge, uh, not being too kind to some of the challengers. So my my question of fairness was more so along the lines of like when when they were spinning around, some some contestants looked like when they were on their exactly upside down, like directly facing down, they were next to the pole. And like so touching it, was, it like, almost easier for him to like reach out and put it, but like Melissa and whoever her partner was, like was it a soft? Um, 
it looked like they were never every time they passed the pole it looked, it just looked like they were always at a wrong spot on the turn to really get a good throw in there or something yeah definitely yeah i don't know if that's just some of the contestant contestant just couldn't get the hang of it and figure out the rhythm um or to like your point, like some some of the guys were like literally right next to the pole, like grabbing it and putting the rings on it, right? So, um, yeah, it was definitely hard to gauge um, uh, that part of it for sure. So after seeing everyone fail and succeed, what is the strat? You and me are strapped to this contraption. How are we? What's your strategy? I I think I think the best strategy would have been to like what some of the people did was grab a bunch of rings and then wait so because like the first few polls it was basically just like you make it on the pole you get 10 points mm-hmm. but then the last few polls there's like this yellow uh pad around yeah. it so if you make it on the target then you get five points for that so i feel like the play would be grab a bunch of rings wait until you get to those targets and just try try to time it perfectly right and just let a bunch rip at once and see what you get i think that's what i was i was thinking that too i was like you grab a handful, like a big ass handful, and you just you wait for a perfect alignment, and you just dump them all in that one pole. You know, like you gamble. Um, so, who ended up winning this one? Who won? It was Raven and Corey. And Corey. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know how I forgot that. And TJ pulls him off. He says, "Congratulations." Now it's up to you guys during this chaos era of the show to pick a guy to go into elimination. He picked a soft. And you knew he was picking a soft, right? Because right before, the soft is literally looking us in the camera and saying, I have no concern at all. Me and Corey are like best friends. I feel safe. (laughs) Yeah. Right then (laughs) and there, you knew his name was about to be said. (laughs) Perfect timing. Yeah, but, they yeah they need to do a better job of of making it not as predictable. <laughs> they are, they I mean it's the same thing. Yeah, so yeah, so it's not just us that are, that's noticing it. So hopefully, hopefully they'll get their act together and figure out a better way to do some of these edits, so we don't know what's actually going to happen. And I like how Michelle makes it all about her on a guy's day. I might go in. I might go. I like, Michelle, shut up. This is not yeah. about you. You're not going in. She was really like putting them through the ringer with their emotions. Just like, you, I might have to go down there. It's like, dude, he said, pick a guy, like calm down. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I get it. TJ is known for uh, throwing in curveballs all the time. So I get the concern, but yeah, I don't think there was definitely need for concern for this one. TJ usually doesn't, when he gives one twist, he usually doesn't give back to back twists. So yeah, you're right. And yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so let's. It's another fun daily. We had like two or three episodes in a row where it's like, all right, these look fun. They're they're not cheap or anything. They look like they're having a good time out there. I would want to do it. Um, everyone goes back. They party. They go to the bar, and uh, we see a potential fling hookup here with Horacio, who you know he's playing with dynamite. He's he's not wrong. Norris is top tier gorgeous. Yeah, and he's just like just a good looking dude with an incredible body and a good heart. And I feel like 
he's throwing himself into a world he's not prepared he's not ready for. for. Yeah. But he also can't help but do it because of how hot Norris is. And uh, we've yeah. been there. Yeah. Listen, we're not going to make this a, a weekly theme, but no. but yeah, I mean, when Norris is, you know, when Norris calls, you pick up the phone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's pretty self explanatory. She gave him a lap dance, and you could tell he was like, oh, there's people watching. Yeah. Like, Norris was like, I want everyone to watch. Yeah. <laughs> the exact yeah. opposite. Yep. You know what, though? Like, I, I kind of. I support it. I feel like, look, this is me really not knowing anybody in the show, but just going by what I've seen. Norris needs someone who's not a fuckboy. She needs someone who is a, just a good guy, can give her the attention and love she deserves. It's genuine, not playing games. And I think she realizes that. And Horacio deserves top of the line, beautiful women. Because he's such a good guy. And I think she could really kind of like give him the affection that he wants while also like maybe getting him to break out of his comfort zone. You know? Yeah, 100% agree. Honestly, I think, and personally, I don't think they could be a better match. I mean, sometimes it's like they say opposites attract, right? And they are mm-hmm. complete opposites <laughs> with with their personality. So, uh, I mean, clearly it's still working out for them from, from, Reese's Instagram page, it looks like they're still together. So, oh, yeah, uh, sure. hey, props to them, right? Um, I'm very happy. We're getting a lot more Ed in this in this show. Ed's getting a lot more airtime. I'm happy with it. Um, but with the good comes the bad, and we get more Emmanuel airtime. <laughs> Is there anybody that's not getting airtime that you wish maybe was getting some more, or are you kind of cool with who they're highlighting right now? You know, I'm kind of okay with everything that's going down. Obviously, I wish our guy Kylan would get a little more airtime. Uh, but he's been getting he 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 got a he had a last week's episode that kind of highlighted a lot on him. So, um, yeah, I think as of right now, I, I'm good with who they've been highlighting. Um, yeah, I, I think I can do a little less with Emmanuel, but uh, <laughs> everybody else, you know, I, I'm okay with so far. Colleen really is just kind of Colleen and Berna have disappeared. Colleen never appeared, but. They're both they they've both been pretty absent, man. It's I wonder what's going on. I wonder if they're just not long. Maybe they're going to the elimination next week or something, you know? Yeah, you know when they get an episode where they're highlighted, it's time. Yeah, it's, it's their over. time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's over. over for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Asaf isn't they after the party they have a deliberation and they have to pick who's going in to the elimination against Asaf, right? And weirdly enough, Asaf is there. Usually, if you're going in, like, you're not a part of this, the proceedings. But they're like, no, let him cause some chaos. Like, he has nothing to lose. So, of course, he's just going to be like, all right, motherfucker, why'd you pick me, right? Um, what do you think about, well, going back a little bit, what do you think about the idea of the show? Because we, fans have wanted for a long time to, to go back to the worst performance automatically goes in. This is a step in that direction where at least the winner gets to pick who goes, who goes in automatically, then the house votes on the other person, right? So what do you, is this a good step or can we just please get back to the loser goes in automatically or where are you at? I like this step from a sense of creating more theatrics uh, with the show 
in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally am a fan of worst performance. You're automatically going in, regardless. Uh, I think it's just a, a tried and proven method we've seen over and over again on challenges past. So I'm 100% on board with that, and I always will be. But I like this for, for especially this specific season. You need some drama, right? You need some people calling each other out. You need some people feeling betrayed and feeling backstabbed to kind of bring some of these personalities out, right? Like, if the producers don't do that, try to get some of the personality out, I feel like some of these people, they just won't, we won't see any of it, right? So um, I I like it for, for this specific challenge, I should say. What about you? I, I do like, well, what, one thing it does is it does... Well, okay, so the way it used to be, it really kind of, it made sure people didn't cheat the system and throw the challenge, right? Because if you lost, you're going in. You don't want that. But now there's no really, there's no real incentive to winning, right? Because of that. But I guess now there kind of is, because at least you can, if you have a rival, you can be like, look, I won. I'm sending your ass home, you know? Um, Or at least I'm sending you to elimination. So there's a little more incentive, but... Honestly, if you're good socially in the game, you don't want to win at all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Keep your keep your hands clean of any any dirty deeds that need to be done. Uh, but also keep yourself safe because if you have the numbers on your side, you're not gonna you're not gonna get thrown in. As you saw in this deliberation with the soft and his USA Alliance, he wanted somebody and he had the numbers on his side, and that person ended up being voted in right so uh yeah i agree with you i think if you're top top notch on the social game you're better off just being middle of the pack and you know just kind of coasting instead of instead of really winning you know it's funny this is another week where during the deliberation someone goes around asking people questions (laughs) have i ever done you wrong have i ever done you wrong and this week it was uh, uh are you closer to Corey than i am are you closer to Corey than I am? You know, and he's just going around. And I was like, well, like, man, leave me out of this shit. You know, <laughs> it did not go over well. I, yeah. I'll be honest. It felt like that reaction and that whole speech felt staged, like a soft just wanted airtime. And it felt like he was like, clearly he was upset, but I think he was way too, just being way too dramatic for the cameras. Am I wrong? No, I, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, I I do think he did feel uh, backstabbed, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, he definitely wanted some airtime, but I'm all about people calling Corey out. I mean, I uh, <laughs> I texted you earlier. I think Corey needs to take his ass back to 12 Dates of Christmas because <laughs> the yeah. way he plays the game and the way he tries to politic, and it's just it's just not it, man. This 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 challenge is not for him. Is there anything else around the, about the deliberation we need to talk about, or do you just want to talk about certain people? Uh, well, no, I think they, we voted, they vote in Kylan. Kylan gets voted in. Or Kieran. Kieran. Who did I say? Kylan? Kylan. Oh, yeah. So Kieran. Yeah. Kieran gets voted in, right. Um, and that's who Asaf wanted anyway, so there we go. So those two are going down to elimination. Um, I don't really... I don't like Corey that much this season, either. He's just kind of annoying. Um... Who stands out to you so far? Besides, we talked about Kylan. We, we, we got him. Kylan um, and Ed, 
I think are really coming out. But like who, like I'll, I'll be honest, I'm starting to like James a lot more. Yeah, yeah, he was he was my next go to. I think James is starting to grow on me. I don't think he's going to win anything just because, you know, I don't think he has the uh, endurance part of things. But, uh, yeah, James is definitely starting to grow on me. Um, you know, Kieran was actually starting to grow on me. I thought he was, like, a really good competitor. Yeah. Um, and oh, and he oh, had – No, never mind. I don't want to get there yet, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought he just had a lot of the tools to potentially be a champion, uh, especially this season where everybody's kind of fighting for the same thing, right? So – uh, yeah, I think James and Kieran were probably the two that that started to really stand out to me uh, coming into this episode. Yeah, I liked him too. I really, I was really hoping he would win and buy a bunch of Pokemon cards. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll get there later. Um, yeah, I think I had the same people. And on the girls' side, man, Raven. Raven went from the girl, the friend of the girl you like. Like, just, you kind of hung her out with her because she was just with your girlfriend all the time. So now I want to break up with my girlfriend and just date Raven. Like, she's now the star of the show for me. Like, she she's really, since that elimination, she has been really entertaining to watch. And she's not just a side character anymore. I like I liked how she's becoming, like, kind of an, a, 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 a main character on this, on this season. And I like it a lot. Yeah, she... Um... Yeah, she definitely worked herself up, especially after the elimination and kind of proving herself. I think she could still uh, work on her political game because <laughs> that still seems a little messy as she still seems like she's playing both sides still. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I think she definitely, for better or worse, she's definitely making a name for herself and, and you know becoming, like you said, a main character instead of a side character in the challenge. So, hey man, props to her. So we get to the elimination and... Uh... The soft goes down there. Kieran goes down there, and uh, we're like, you know, as at home, we're like, we know this is the week they're bringing somebody back. Mm-hmm. They're bringing some. We know. So like, is Jordan or whoever comes out of there gonna have to fight two guys? Like, what's going on here? Like, what's going on? And uh, TJ, of course, reveals to everyone if you want to be the best. 15 second pause. 15. Everyone, I love, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I get goosebumps every yeah. time. And the, I this is like, where the editing, this, yeah, this is yeah. where the editing is, is props to the editing on this part. And I stop myself every time and go, why do I care so much about this? Why do I get goosebumps over this stupid show? I love watching everyone else react because they know they're all leaning forward like, who is it? Who's coming? Before TJ even says, like, you got to beat the best. You know, before he even reveals someone's coming, they're all like, oh, who is it? You know, and they're all freaking out. And what's cool is earlier in the day, Kieran's like, they're like, yeah, you know, like, Jordan taught me something. Someone was talking to Kieran and they're like, yeah, Jordan taught me something. I think it was Zara. She's like, yep. Jordan taught me something about this and this, you know, and like, he, he goes down there and he, he and this, Kieran's like, who's Jordan? <laughs> you know, and sure enough, here comes Jordan. Yep. And the editing of like the behind the back shot and the music and just him running in like a fucking it was like the Avengers. It's like Iron Man came back from the dead. I was so yeah. into it, dude. I was like, let's go. Um yeah. they built it up like it. I don't know, man. Just the editing there. 
was so good. And I have to applaud MTV and the, and the crew, uh, Buta Murray, for that just awesome editing job. And I hope, like, I just get chills <laughs> when thinking about when Cara Maria comes through. And everyone's like, you know, because the people who are on the cast that haven't seen the show, in a, I, I mean, that watch the show, they haven't seen Cara in forever. But they know who she is. They know what kind of legend she is. Her coming through and watching them get like, oh, shit. And then the people who don't know are looking at them like, is this a big deal? Oh, shit. You know, like, it's going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah. Cara Marie almost lives in like in, in like challenge lore at this point for some of the newer contestants, right? Like, like you said, hey, we kind of know who she is, but we really don't know who she is, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't wait till uh, till she comes back. And obviously, of course, the... You know, we've already seen the CT edited a million times, but that's going to be awesome whenever he does make it back. I can't <laughs> wait for CT to come through. <laughs> I hope it's not like with four people left, though. Um, all right. So what do you think about the elimination? Why don't you describe it? I've been doing a lot of talking. Yeah, I liked it. So so first of all, Jordan comes out. The big reveal is. So now it's the time to figure out, like, okay, so what's going to happen here? Do Does Jordan get to pick who he goes against? Uh, or or is he going to go against both the guys? So we didn't know. So TJ reveals there's going to be a draw. But it's a little different than uh, how we've seen the draws in the past, where one of the draws has Karen name, Karen's name on it, the other one has a soft, and there's a third secret one which wasn't revealed. Um, what which do you think that is? What I, is think, I think it's a uh, Jordan gets to pick anybody he wants to go against. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's so what, he could be like Emmanuel, get your ass down here. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a uh it's a it's a legends choice uh uh thing. That would be it's either cool. is it's either that or it's like um you you go against both of them, right? Like it's, those are the only two options I feel like. Like yeah. what else could it be? You'd be so tired for that second guy though. Um yeah. I don't think that's it, because I think you just pee do drain to make it a good a good case. Um but exactly. I think it, so, I think it's Jordan's choice. Go ahead. Yeah. Going. So, okay. So, <clears throat> Jordan goes up there. He draws. And the first one he draws is Kieran. So, it's going to be Jordan versus Kieran. Um, the elimination is basically, it's called King of the Hill, right? So, there's two ramps on, on bolts on opposite of each other on each side of the, of the, of the sand. And basically, there's lights. Uh, there's like four or five lights on each ramp. Uh, so, basically, when a light lights up, whoever's the first to touch the button gets a point as soon as they touch the button another one lights up so forth and so on they do that for a minute whoever has the most points in a minute wins that round best two out of three. First round um well hold on let's there's some controversy here all right yeah so okay so yeah kieran like you said does pretty well that first round i think he ends up winning that first round but there's a moment there where he body slams Jordan. Yep. Right. TJ just said it's a race up to the top. Hit the button first. Um, they call Kieran, it reset. Kieran, Kieran wins the first round. He says TJ also says best of three. Here's mm-hmm. here's the issue though. It was best of five. The edit said best of three. But yes, because you know they do that all the time. They shorten stuff. They cut stuff from the finals. They make it you know entertaining. Whatever. For the fans at home. Um, Jordan ends up winning. Right? He ends up winning the whole thing. And it, in epic fashion. Like, we'll talk about 
Do we want to do that first? Do you want, why, don't we, yeah. why, why don't we talk about what we saw first, and then we'll talk about the, uh, the uh, I guess, controversy. So yeah. you're right. Why don't you describe Kieran's first round? Yeah, so Kieran's first round was good. I think he did as about as well as you can do, as anybody can do against Jordan, right? Um, I thought he was a little bit quicker in that first round. Uh, he was a little bit more agile. He kind of knew where... Uh, what to look for. It also didn't hurt that... Oh, we forgot to mention the biggest part. So TJ also reveals that if the legend beats the person, not only do they get sent home, but the legend gets $10,000 of the pot money. Yeah. Uh, so basically, at the end of the day, everybody's rooting for whoever's in there to come back and save the money, basically. So... That first round definitely helped that Kieran had everybody on his side yelling which one to go to, right? Because these guys don't know. They, they got to look on both sides to figure out where the next light's going to be. So it's hard for them to really see. Um, so it kind of had some help in that aspect. So I think you're right. I think Kieran won the first round, right? Uh, and in the second round, Jordan just goes into, I don't even want to say beast mode. Uh, I'm just going to call it Jordan mode because that's, I think, even crazier than beast mode. Because he just, literally the first two points, he just stood there, like looking down. Okay. So here's where I'm gonna stop you. Let's talk here. Yeah, that was weird, right? He just sits there and he's like, "I'm not playing. I'm gonna sit here." And Karen's running around hitting buttons. And Jordan's just like, "No, I'm not gonna do it." And uh, it was weird. I was, I was like, "Jordan, are you quitting right now? Like, are you? What's going on? This is not the Jordan I know." And the edit made it seem like he was like, "No, give him, give him the first two. You know, watch. I'm gonna come back and beat him and sh- like put on a show," which was. Awesome to watch, by the way. Yeah, classic Jordan move. I want to give you two free, two three or two free points, and then I'm going to come back and whoop your ass. Yeah, and uh, I loved it. So what happened? From what I can gather on my deep, deep research, um, so there were five rounds, and after being wrestled to the ground, there's some controversy. Like maybe Jordan wanted different shoes because he was slipping or something. Because if you look, he had yellow shoes on early, and then he didn't have a yellow mm. shoe on later on. But um, I think Jordan. So Norris, there's all this controversy. Norris came out, and people are going wild with fan theories. You know, like MTV wanted Jordan to win, so they rigged it and all that stuff. But Norris came out and responded to a theory not that long ago and said. Elimination was not rigged for Jordan. He won fair and square. Jordan didn't complain about his shoes. He complained because the rules were unfair and unclear to both of them. Jordan, all right, so him not participating was him telling production, I'm going to ruin this show for you, this elimination, unless you come in here and explain things. Because he was, I think he was frustrated. He was like, what are the rules? Are we going to wrestle or are we going to go hit buttons? I don't care what what we what you do. Just let me know what I can do because right now it's unclear. And so he just refused to participate until production came and clarified things, and then reset. And that's why he was saying, "No, no, go ahead, give him those two, give him those two points. That's fine." Because he was, <laughs> and that was the cockiness that I liked. He wasn't like, "All right, let's start over." He was like, "No, go ahead, give him the two. And he still came back and he counted every time one. Two, three. I love that. So yeah. I think that's what's happened, by the way. But go, I'll, I'll shut up now. 
that's interesting that's an interesting theory I, I did not see that but i guess yeah it does make sense and hey thank god for the post show interviews right where they can kind of make up for some of the stuff that we see actually happen on the show as opposed to what the commentary is with with the confessionals right mm-hmm. um but yeah dude kieran was like he was like in a world of like what the fuck is going on right now he's like i had a 2-0 lead and now i'm down like six to three <laughs> like like how did that happen yeah, and you know what? Once you get the lead, Jordan kind of had a good strategy of just like, I'm gonna hover above this button until you decide to come get me, because you yeah, need cause... more buttons than I do. You know? Yep. So yeah, and it was time, I... right? It was just a minute, so it was like I'm gonna kill time, and I'm ahead of you, so you need this. So like, I'm just gonna wait here until uh, time runs out. So one of the things production really has got to step it up with, you know, first of all, let people know the rules, so we don't have. So you don't have to deal with, like, conspiracy theories. And also, like, someone brought up a good point. Like, who's assigning what light goes off on each side? Like, can that be clear? Can that way we don't have some... Like, so a conspiracy theorist would say someone in production likes Jordan. So they're going to light more on his side or whatever, you know? It's like, it'd be cool if you just said, we have an AI-generated whatever that is randomly assigning buttons it's a random algorithm whatever yeah yeah so uh they just need to let the audience in more on that so it's not so fans aren't like coming up with reasons as to why their their favorite loss or whatever but it seems to be like no one came out and and has said like it was rigged on the cast at least has said anything weird about that everyone's like giving jordan credit so that leads me to believe it was pretty pretty fairly one yeah everybody except emmanuel <laughs> emmanuel and kieran did go on a podcast and like complain you know like about certain stuff but you know sore sore loser moment sore loser I, yeah emmanuel like y'all tori ain't worth all this this beef <laughs> jordan's trying to give like a speech hey keep it up when you guys will be champion emmanuel turns his back on right? listening to him yeah, you would get your ass smoked in elimination. Yeah, the chances that we see Jordan come back is probably slim, but God, I hope he comes back for one more elimination and sends Emmanuel home. <laughs> that would only I be know. fitting. They're not going to go against each other, but what they are going to do is keep this in mind and put them both back on a season. Oh, 100%. 100%. But then we get Emmanuel again, which sucks. So unless he's like the first nominee, I don't want it to happen. Well, what's it's almost like. Pick the lesser of two evils, right? Like, we get Emmanuel on a season again, but we get to see Jordan send his ass home. So, you know, True. it might be worth it. I will say this. I hate on Emmanuel a lot, but it's only because he creeps me out, and he talks a lot of shit for someone who hasn't done anything in the game. But he is weirdly athletic. Like, he's like a, a monkey in the jungle just jumping from tree to tree. He's just that kind of guy, right? Yeah, I just 100%. can't stand him, man. His, he goes around wearing weird hats and weird facial hair. And dancing like, like I I don't know like he just and he's in the background of a lot of shots just being weird because he doesn't know how to like stand still. And I don't I don't know how to explain it. He just creeps me out. Like I wouldn't want him around my daughter. You know. Yeah. There's there's definitely a little bit of uh I don't know if it's social anxiety or what with him, but there's definitely something there that that is a little off about him for sure, especially in big public settings. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a European thing too, right? Just that weird vibe feel. Could just be like a oh, European Romanian vampire, thing. Bro. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's I can't I can't defend that one. 
<laughs> he thinks he's a vampire. Quit defending this dude. Um, okay, but the positives, though, are definitely, like, the editing of Jordan coming back. You know, we get the highlight reel of, like, him flipping over all the... That, remember that moment? What? People shit on Jordan for that moment, but what great TV. I love it. I love calling yeah. your own shot, go, going against Johnny in his prime in a in a climb-the-wall contest when Jordan has one hand, you know, and, like, just flipping all three of them over. Epic moment. We got some highlight reels from Jordan, which was cool. TJ introduced him well. I loved it. I like this episode. I think we're in we're in a good spot for the rest of the season. Hundred percent agree. I think we're I think the season is finally starting to find its stride. Uh with with kind of who to give screen time, what to focus on, um, how to do certain like some of the gameplay. Um so yeah, I think we're I think we're hitting the peak right now. And this is the perfect time with all these all the champions coming back. So Oh yeah. And it's good to know that Jordan won and represented for our, our generation. Um, our four contestants for our finals picks are still alive and going. Feeling pretty good about that. Yep, um, feeling good. Who's MVP? Of this episode, right? Yeah, this episode. Jordan. Man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's too easy of a, of a call, right? Um I mean, I gotta give it to our guy Ed, man. He's just every week. He's just kind of, kind of, uh, he keeps growing on you, and he keeps just making himself more likable every week. And yeah, I, I, for me, it's got to be Ed. I'm trying to think of what other guy um, would be the MVP, but I think it's got to be, got to be him for for now. I do enjoy Kylan. You know, yep. when he watches Jordan come in, he's just like, "This is who I want to be." This yeah, he's just fanboying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just fanboying. Um, and I do like Jordan when he gave uh, TJ asked him like, "What do you think of the crew?" And he just looks at Horacio and he's like, "My boy Horacio, man, he spanked me last season." I like that he gives credit when it's due. You know, he's not yeah. uh, he's not this alpha alpha dog who's afraid to like give credit where it's due. Like, yeah, you beat me fair and square. Although yeah. Horacio was like, please stop telling people I beat you. Yeah. Throw yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be like the ultimate, like, like basically making somebody moment, right? Like when you have like Jordan or Johnny or, or CT or somebody like say, like say to like some of these younger, younger players and, uh, uh, uh newer contestants, like, Hey, yeah. got me last week, man, or last year props to you. Uh, that's like the, gotta be the ultimate, like, Hey man, this guy just made me type moment, right? Oh, for sure. It's like uh, it'd be like if uh, I'm think of a uh, Akeem Olajuwon came up to me and said, "Hey, you're doing good, kid." <laughs> <laughs> that's a very Houston-based uh, reference. That's a very Houston-based reference. Um, okay, my pick is Jordan for MVP just because he definitely stole the show. On the girls' side, I'm sticking with Raven. Another good week for her. Um, I help my daughter wants to show you her painting. Here we go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That looks awesome. Yeah. Orange is my favorite color, so uh, anytime you have orange in something, I'm down. Just don't vote orange, okay? Yeah. Okay, Claire. Okay, girl. Come on. Hey, so any predictions for next week? Who do you think is coming? I don't know the order, but I'm assuming a girl's coming next week. Yeah, I mean, 
if it's a girl, it's got to be Cara Maria, right? But I don't know. I, I would assume this would have been CT first for the guys, too. So maybe they're saving Cara Maria for, for a week they need ratings, right? Here's theory. Well, here's my theory. I think they, they come in big to start, you know, because you got to have someone come in big and set the tone. And then I sit, think you set you save the best for last. So I think Cara is going to be last. She's either going to be first Ooh. or last. I don't think she's going to be in the middle. So maybe Tori comes next week? Yeah, Tori. Tori makes sense. Like everybody on this cast knows her because she's yeah. played game the game with them before. So, yeah, Tori would be a good one. Tori or what's your name? Who might be the most beautiful human on earth? Who won with Jordan on the World Champs? Oh, um, Kaz. Kaz. I think it's Kaz or Tori. That's my that's my prediction. Do you yeah. think? Do you think the mercenaries win next week? Um, man, I, I don't know. I, it, man, it's so hard to tell. Like, it depends what the what the elimination is really. Uh, if if it's an elimination that favors whoever the the mercenary is, then yeah, I I hundred percent think like the the mercenary is gonna win every time. But yeah, I think I don't know. I I think they do. Um. I think, like we talked about last week, the girls' mercenaries, I feel like, are going to fare a lot better than the guys' mercenaries will. Um, just because on the guys' mercenary side, like, you have guys like Darrell and Mad, like, some older guys who we don't know how they're going to fare, if, especially if it's, like, a physical challenge, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think they'll win next week, but I think once we start getting kind of in the middle middle group of the mercenaries, the not-so-quite-strong ones, I feel like that's where we'll start seeing some... Uh, some of some of the uh, current challengers taking some dubs. I agree. All right, let's wrap this up. So, if the first two episodes were straight up three out of tens, last week was like a you know seven out of ten. This was like a an eight out of ten, right? Yeah, I agree with that ranking. Awesome. Hey man, yeah, we're having fun now. Now we're having fun with the challenge. I was like really worried for us, but we're doing all right now. Yeah. Now we're now we're really now we're really in our bag. With with where we are with it with the challenge, so oh yeah, and it all depends. Like the politics change now. Like so now it's like you want to send someone home, but also you don't want to lose your money. So it's like, do you send James down there to take someone out, or do you send someone you just don't like? Like that's that's something the house is gonna have to figure out. Like, do we just get rid of our alliances and like, what do we do? You know? Yeah, it's also hard too, right? Because you don't know what the elimination is gonna be because all the voting takes place before you even get down to elimination right do you think that's gonna do you think that happens as far as like do you think every daily they're gonna have someone just automatically go in like the winners have to pick them every time i think so i think so or they might or they might switch it up and do where where the last place person goes automatically in right i mean tj said this is the whole thing of chaos the rules are going to change constantly so um, but yeah, I think I think somebody will be going in some way somehow after each daily. Okay. Yeah. All right, buddy. Good talk. Let's see if we're right. Our four are still in it. Hey, hey, I'm talking here, girl. Come on. Our four are still in it from the boys and girls side. And uh, I guess until next week. Thank you for listening. Um, and the show's good again. Amen. 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 All right. Let me stop recording.